Hey guys, Jules here. So this is our second of what we're calling feature blogger stories, where we take one very popular and successful blog, specifically within a certain genre of the blog world, and we tell their story. Now, last week, you guys basically broke my website <laughs> over your love of Ginny Scheller and the Yarn Along episode. If you haven't listened to that episode, you really should. I, I just had no idea how many people would love listening to a story about a woman who happens to love knitting. <laughs> Ginny was, oh, she was just amazing. And today is no less amazing because today we are entering into the world of one of my absolute favorite blogging genres, bridal and wedding blogs. So as I began preparing for this episode, I realized how much people love wedding stories. I am no exception to this. So I thought it might be fun to talk about a particularly crazy wedding story and the grace which happened as a result. And I knew just the person to call. But it's also kind of cool that I'll get to be on a podcast before Joey ever will. This is my wonderful sister-in-law, Jacqueline. She's married, as you may have guessed, to my brother, Joey. Not to be competitive or anything, but I was on a podcast first. Now, Jacqueline has been in the wedding planning business for almost a decade and is just crazy knowledgeable about the wedding industry. I'll have a link, by the way, to Jacqueline's website and information for anyone who happens to live in Virginia Beach. But I called Jacqueline to have her tell me about a wedding which stands out as one where just when it seems like everything's going wrong, everything, in fact, was kind of perfect. When you messaged me that in the email, I knew exactly which wedding to talk about. And it's a wedding which sometimes happens in beach towns in the backdrop of a hurricane. <laughs> hurricane Matthew, to be exact. The massive Category 5 storm, which completely devastated parts of the Caribbean and the East Coast back in 2016. But here's the thing. It actually wasn't supposed to hit Virginia Beach. So the couple was at their rehearsal dinner and the weather just started to get awful, started to take a really bad turn. And our power went out at our house. So we went to my parents' house so I could charge my phone and everything. And all of this was happening Saturday night. And the wedding was supposed to be a Sunday brunch wedding. And black by black that night, power all over the city is going out. I get a call from the venue owner. Their power is out at the venue and the venue is also flooding. So Jacqueline quickly realizes something. There is no way they could have a brunch wedding the next day. We might be able to pull it off if we can postpone the wedding, but like I'm going to need to somehow figure out how to get the water out of here without power. But then another unexpected problem happened. Jacqueline cannot, for over two hours on Saturday night, seem to reach the couple. Usually I'm very calm and collected, but that was really freaking me out that their wedding was like hours away and they didn't know that wasn't happening and their guests didn't know that it wasn't happening. Finally, Jacqueline gets a hold of the bride, who, as you can imagine, was just having a good old time <laughs> the night before her wedding. And everyone decides, the couple, the vendors, family, friends, everyone, to move the wedding to the afternoon. Maybe they think the worst of it will be over and the flooding would subside. 
But there was still one major problem. No power. Basically anywhere in the city. We went to Michael's and we bought all the candles we could buy. (laughs) And I brought all my candles from home. The florist brought all the candles she could find. And we just loaded the tables up with candles. And frankly, listeners, everyone just adjusted. They moved all of the events to one area of the venue, the one part that uh, wasn't flooded. (laughs) They lit candles. The guests stood during the whole ceremony. The bride wore a short dress because of all the water. And the venue even provided a food truck for all of the guests. Because of course, at the end of the day, all of the little details didn't compare to the great big thing happening. They were getting married. It just was, it's actually very special. It's a very special wedding for all of us that were involved, I think, just because all the vendors really pulled together for the sake of this couple. And um, and they were just so sweet and so grateful that everyone still came out and that, you know, the conditions were pretty iffy, but people really like bent over backwards to make it work. And of course, there's a happy ending. And they got married. At the end of the day, they were married and had a really special memory for our wedding day. I love that story. (laughs) And I love this story, too. This is the story of a spoken bride and pulling back the curtain. mentioned today we are diving into the world of a catholic bridal blog spoken bride oh that's kind of hard to say (laughs) and i was so 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 excited to interview these women but for a reason that you actually might not realize my name is stephanie callis and i am the co-founder and editor-in-chief of spoken bride like i said i was excited to interview stephanie not just because of my love for all things wedding but because i actually know stephanie we went to college together and i've loved watching her passion develop into this incredible ministry over the years and so like with all the bloggers i've spoken to this year I asked Stephanie for a bit of background. Why is she so passionate about Catholic weddings? The first year that my husband and I were married, we did um, a few talks at engagement workshops for for couples at our parish. It was the first time that my eyes kind of had been opened to the fact that unlike the small kind of Catholic bubble of my college and the weddings of close friends that I had attended, there were a lot of couples who might have been living together or who might have been returning to the church for the first time since, you know, confirmation or, or first communion and maybe were approaching a church wedding with a lot of skepticism or maybe just a misunderstanding of a lot of teachings. Stephanie encountered the reality of Catholic marriages head on, and perhaps it's something many of us have encountered over the years. Many people who are married in the church don't really care about the church teaching regarding marriage. It's kind of ironic, (laughs) but it happens all the time. And after her experience in teaching marriage prep at her parish, she decided to put her passion for Christian teaching of marriage into writing. This first endeavor was her own personal blog called Captive the Heart. 
much. And for a while, it was Stephanie's main way of reaching out to other Catholic brides and couples for encouragement and support. But Stephanie kept thinking that there had to be another way to reach couples preparing for marriage. Or perhaps more specifically, there had to be a way to teach couples about the church's teaching and actually have them be interested in it. So Stephanie found herself faced with a dilemma. When so much of marriage prep is focused on the head, basic church teachings, rules, doctrines, etc., how do you make it in the end about the heart? I became pretty passionate, I think, about presenting the faith as not just rules or not just a list of do's and don'ts, but much more of an invitation to um, to see what beauty and joy you know there is to be found in living according to to God's design. And this passion ultimately became realized in Stephanie's book, Invited the Ultimate Catholic Wedding Planner, which was published in 2016. But something else happened just around the time the book was set to release, which is particularly relevant for our story today. Many years ago, Stephanie had made friends over Instagram with Jiza Zito, a Catholic wedding photographer who shared Stephanie's passion for teaching about the Christian meaning of marriage. And just as Stephanie's book took to the shelves, Jiza and another friend had a realization. Jiza and Alyssa had been having some conversations about like, oh, like, I wonder if there could be a resource for Catholic couples. You know, these are the men and women that we want to serve. These are the clients where we, you know, we attend their weddings and we personally are moved and are able to go in our faith. It's really beautiful, you know, to be able to intercede for these couples and just kind of walk with them along this journey. Now, many of you listeners might not be aware that bridal blogging is one of the most popular blogging genres in the world. We'll get a little bit to my theory about why this is a bit later, but it came as a huge surprise to me that there really wasn't anything out there specifically for Catholic brides. And so Jiza, Stephanie, and a handful of other women decided to do something about it. Jiza reached out to me um, around the time of my book release saying, I wonder if there's any way that we could collaborate with this together. You know, you have sort of the, the writing expertise and I have the visual and the creative. And so what started off as kind of a vision for Catholic wedding vendors to find community and to come together expanded into us wanting to serve uh, not only vendors, but to serve Catholic brides and to just combine kind of the best of the secular wedding world with all of the beauty and like all the wealth of information that it provides and to deepen it with that dimension of of the Catholic faith. The ladies set a launch date and started slowly getting the word out in social media that finally a bridal platform for Catholic brides was coming together. And something happened, something which happens almost by accident. A name. Andy Compton, who is now Spoken Bride's business director, she made just a simple comment. I think it was on Instagram saying, oh, this really speaks to my heart. Like, I'll be keeping my eye on this, you know, praying for this work and seeing what it becomes. And so that's how the name for this ministry was born, Spoken Bride. And so Spoken Bride was formed. 
and it is here, listeners, where I will attempt to draw three conclusions, just as I did in the last feature blogger series, from the story of Spoken Bride and the incredible work of this platform. And the first conclusion, or I guess teachable moment, (laughs) is pretty simple. Practicality matters. The idea is to be sort of, um, you know, a one-stop shop, just a respite from the stress of the wedding world and hopefully a place where women can find, you know, practical answers to what they're looking for and to find some spiritual fruits as well. Spoken Bride would not be successful today if it didn't have as their central mission a practical implication for helping Catholic couples plan for their wedding. When a couple visits their site, they can search for vendors by specialty or by location. They can read articles about Christian marriage, and they can get advice from other brides about everything from floral design to how to make it through the difficult moments in marriage. And I have to be honest, as I talked to Stephanie, I got a little bit jealous (laughs) that I didn't have this kind of resource going into my own wedding. Because as the ladies behind Spoken Bride and really any wedding planner knows, the small little details of the big, big day can start to weigh on couples. And even though I personally loved planning our wedding and I loved our season of engagement, I can't tell you how many people told me how terrible engagement was going to be. How many disasters happened. I think I had one couple literally refer to it as purgatory. (laughs) But sites like Spoken Bride provide a gift to brides, not just in their practicality, but in their ability to make this period of their lives, engagement and wedding planning, beautiful. I think when we set out to make a distinctively Catholic wedding resource, something that was really important to us was to cultivate the sense of beauty, which is really encouraging to us that um, a lot of the images that we post on our social media that get the most engagement are ones of distinctively Catholic images. So couples, you know, kneeling before the Blessed Mother during their nuptial mass, um, a quote from a saint or from a prayer, pictures of couples, you know, kneeling at at the altar. And so I think that's reflective of our audience. Which brings me to my second takeaway about the beautiful ministry of Spoken Bride. So much of their effectiveness isn't simply because their site is beautiful. Now, don't get me wrong, it is. <laughs> It really is. Goodness, and do not even get me started on their Instagram. Oh my goodness. But what makes Spoken Bride so effective and important and really stand out from other more secular-minded bridal box is the emphasis on the written word. We're such strong believers that God really does like divinely write every love story. And um, it's probably ridiculous how often I am brought to tears like when I'm editing a wedding submission for the blog. One of Stephanie's main jobs for Spoken Bride is handling the site's written content. This includes primarily reading through the various submissions of brides from all over the country who are featured on the site. Now, some of these brides are newlyweds, some are soon-to-be brides, and others have been married for 5, 10, even 50 years. And it is within these stories where the ministry of Spoken Bride really shines. I think we all know that so often pictures can be a bit deceiving. 
Many secular bridal blogs post pictures with beautiful backdrops and place settings and dresses, but that's all you really see. And as we all, I'm sure, have experienced at some point in our lives, sometimes those pictures are only masks to a more devastating reality. I know in my own life, the times I've seen, I've seen those happy, smiling wedding photos only to hear of heartbreak or even divorce a short time later. So words matter. They help future brides to pull back the curtain and actually see reality. I think it's very universal that all of us, we we do want to be known and we want to let the walls come down and we want to be able to trust others, you know, with, with who we really are. And by publishing stories from women who have struggled in their marriages, something as simple as just, you know, fighting with your fiance over and over when you're making your wedding registry or while you're while you're planning your wedding reception, um, you know, all the way through brides who've been married for a decade or more and have gone through, you know, great trials and, and great suffering. I'm really, I feel very thankful and grateful that women have, you know, entrusted their stories to us that we can share, you know, like the most joyful day of their lives, the wedding day, but also to kind of pull back the curtain and show, um, you know, like this is the reality of marriage and it's not just you, you know, you're not alone in feeling whatever particular spiritual attacks you might be going through, whatever crosses um, that there are women out there. We've tried to, to encourage just prayer through our community, through our social media and asking for intentions. These written stories help the reader to see and learn from actual people in all of life's beauty and in life's messiness as well. But here's the thing. There may be a temptation to see Spoken Bride as somehow monolithic because it focuses on Catholic weddings for Catholic brides. (laughs) But that's another thing I love about the written portion of their ministry. Because the church is more diverse than most of us realize. And in weddings, this diversity plays out in a variety of ways. From the thousand-person wedding in the grand cathedral to the small, intimate ceremony in a country parish. Each story submitted is unique, and each story captures beauty in a unique way. We really love seeing like the uniqueness of every story. What's more, I think that I would hate for anyone to see our Instagram feed or to see the weddings on the blog and think my wedding isn't good enough for that. You know, beauty, beauty and joy, um, you know, the truth and goodness of, of Catholic marriage, like that is the foundation of our mission. And so whether someone is getting married in, you know, the most beautiful cathedral or the most humble church, you know, whether it's a designer wedding gown or something like very simple and, and off the rack, having gone to a variety of Catholic weddings too, like I can honestly say that when when a couple is just authentically in love and is so conscious of what they are called to in marriage and still approaches, you know, that great commitment with, with joy and with such a sense of freedom. Like there is something so radiant and so, so different from that, that you don't see maybe in, in other weddings. And this leads us into our final takeaway of the incredible work done by the ladies of Spoken Bride. And it's this ultimately, that their mission really isn't about wedding days. Ultimately, their mission is about marriage. Stephanie said something which really resonated with me. She said she heard a friend once say, in fact, I think it might have been Jaisa, that on our wedding day, 
it is a great mercy that we don't know what lies ahead in our marriage. Another side of that coin is that we might see a picture and and not know, you know, the whole of the story in, in a sadder sense down the road. There are matters like, you know, great suffering in marriage, whether it's through, you know, infertility or through loss or just, you know, addiction, certain issues that can that can come up. Our hope was that we could sort of go against the grain of showing only the picture perfect or showing only, you know, like the most high end or or flawless images, knowing, again, that, um, you know, there is a real man and a real woman behind just a picture that it takes a second to like on Instagram. Now, as we mentioned earlier, many times bridal blogs are accused of painting too rosy of a picture. These perfect moments, perfect dresses perfect smiles. They feel curated and sometimes even unauthentic. But Stephanie pointed out something to me about this. For Catholics, the greatest act of love in history happened on a cross about 2,000 years ago. We don't need to fear beautiful pictures because we know we're not perfect. I think our faith allows us such room for for growth and virtue and also room for mercy. Like, there can be pressure, I think, in the blogging world at large to kind of appear like you have it all together and that and that nothing is going wrong. And people are almost suspicious of that, like, oh, how could everything be that perfect? But it's actually really free in the Catholic faith, like, well, we know we're not perfect and and that's okay. There, there's a peace in knowing that and also there's a sense of strength, I think, in, in having their resolve to to try and grow from our weaknesses and to grow in self-awareness, you know, just letting the Lord draw out the parts of us that he wants to work on or that he desires, you know, to heal or for us us to trust him. I have been married for eight years now, uh, four incredibly beautiful and very busy boys. (laughs) My husband is my best friend and is the love of my life. I would marry him again and again and again. But I get this, I really do, because in the difficult moments, the moments of no sleep, the moments where our two-year-old is driving us bonkers, (laughs) the moments where my husband is traveling for weeks on end for his work, those moments at times can feel impossible. But marriage means love and grace and happiness, and it can also mean sorrow, suffering, and loneliness. It is an all-encompassing picture, which, praise God, (laughs) is revealed slowly over the course of our lives. This ring I've worn for 13 years The comfort of your steady gaze The moonlight on your shoulder settled in Wrap your arms around each other Underneath the eider down One final note that I can't help but share about my interview with Stephanie. Throughout our talk, Stephanie time and time and time again talked about how lucky she was to be able to read these stories. She talked about how much she looked forward to editing her submissions and how much they impacted her own life. It's hard to remember, you know, a wedding video or an album that I've looked through where 
I haven't been brought to tears seeing kind of like the radiance of couples who understand truly, you know, that they're not just walking into into romance, but literally, you know, walking toward the cross. Because Stephanie isn't some passive bystander here. She immerses herself into these stories because she learns from them too. I think there might be the temptation to see a site like Spoken Bride and think that it's only for just one niche demographic, right? Catholic brides. (laughs) But perhaps the greatest temptation, or a greater one at least, Maybe for each and every one of us to look at Spoken Bride and think that we don't need to learn anything else about our marriage. Our pride can blind us in the areas where we need to learn, how we need to listen, and how we can love. But of course, this is the wrong path to take. Spoken Bride isn't strictly for this small demographic Catholics planning a wedding. It's actually a site for all of us, women, men, single, married, and even people who might not know the church's teachings about marriage. There's something we all can learn from hearing these authentic stories of love. They're real, they're raw, and of course, as you might expect, they are incredibly beautiful. Many, many thanks to Stephanie Callis and the amazing team at Spoken Bride for letting me interview them. Please check out our website for more information about this ministry and for information about my sister-in-law's wonderful wedding planning business. We will be releasing our next episode this coming Thursday, the 15th. God bless you, and we'll see you then.